Hey, Rich. Hey, Michael. And hello to everyone out there. This is Bit Punch Radio, episode 006. Rich, how you been? How are things going? How's your family? How's your car doing? Uh, actually, I had some car trouble like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. Um, <laughs> Did you get stranded? Uh, well, sort of, yeah. I was uh, dropping my kids off at daycare, and there's like a whole like drop-off line to like drop your kids off with COVID. Like normally I would carry them in there and like drop them off at, in like their little room. But uh, now we just kind of pull up and throw them out of the car and you know, you're done. <laughs> but uh, so I pull Good up. Good luck out there. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. But I pull up and put my car into park and it doesn't like want to go to park. I'm like, well, that's weird. And so I just shut it off and got my kid. Like I had to hurry up and get my kids out because I had people behind me. And get back in the car and it won't start because I can't get it into park. You know, cars won't start if they're not in park. So I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this thing? And it won't move at all. <laughs> like the whole, the gear shifter is just not, it's just stuck. And so I get out, I look under the, because my first thing I'm thinking about is uh, this transmission just took a complete shit. And so I, and I'm very mechanical. I spent most of my childhood and adult life tearing apart cars with my dad and grandpa so I, I look under the car, expecting to find, like, a big pile of fluid, and there's nothing. I'm like, okay. So I pop the hood, and I start, I'm like, waving people around me, like, yeah, 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 I'm that guy today, just, <laughs> just fucking go around, I got problems. You know, so I, like, pop the hood, and then I, I figure out that the there's a lever that runs from your gear shifter up to, like, the engine block that, like, shifts the gears. And, it, like, it connects to it in, like, a little lever system, and it had popped off. So when I was moving the gear shifter, it just wasn't shifting it. So mm. I could literally reach my hand in there and shift it back into park and was able to get it started and then got it to a, uh, got it to the dealership for a Ford dealership. And it was actually a recall, the little piece that holds the gear shift lever onto that, uh, onto the actual shifter, uh, was recalled. So I got it fixed for free. You didn't get your letter. I probably did, but I, I don't. I must not have taken it in. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny enough. So I'm not leaving the house a lot, and the few times that I'm getting in my car, it it's so my car is older, but it just is coughing at me the whole time, <laughs> and like only until I get home does it stop making all the old creakety noises. It's like a cartoon so, car. It's like literally coughing. Yeah, and it's I'm totally doing the embarrassed thing where I'm just like playing music as loud as I can so I don't have to right. listen to it. So it's like, you know, if I ignore it, the problem kind of goes away a little bit. So Yeah, yeah. That's how that works. So today we're wanting to talk about uh, working out in quarantine, kind of how our process has changed uh, since, since this year, technically. And then we want to end the show to talk about Batman. So last week we announced that we were going to read Batman The Long Halloween. We're going to try to do a monthly comic review. Uh, so to this episode, we're going to talk about Batman and kind of your thoughts around that. Because comics are new to you in a sense, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so um, yeah, it'll be interesting to just kind of see your thoughts on that. I think, you, I think I have your show notes in front of me. I just haven't read them yet. But um, let's, hey, kick us off. What have you been up to? Well... Cyberpunk got delayed, yeah. so that's pretty depressing. It was supposed to come out November 19th, 
I think 19th and now it's delayed until December 10th. It's like 21 days. Um, I was really looking forward to that. I kind of been gearing up for that. Uh, so I'm a little bummed about that, but I mean, I, guess I see it's your frowny face and yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy to me how many times they've pushed this game and literally up until the point they tweeted this, they're, like their community manager, like whoever was running that Twitter account was replying to people telling them that it was going to be on time. Yeah. Like up until it wasn't. And so it, <laughs> it probably really sucks for those people because they're just getting hammered right now. Um, but also, you of think course, about, of course they're getting death threats and stuff and that's just bullshit. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's crazy. Come on. Like, I mean, it's disappointing, but at the same time, like I, I've been in the corporate world long enough to know that, 21 days is might as well be an hour. Like that's not enough time to make any kind of reasonable change to that big of a video game. Like, right. No way. So I fully expect that game to, uh, launch broken. Be rough. Like be like, like elder scrolls level of, um, you know, jank, which the Witcher was a little bit like that too. I mean, those big games are always sort of like that. Uh, so, so that was a little depressing that happened this week. Um, I played the new game called Rogue Company. I had never heard of it. Uh, a friend from work mentioned that he was downloading it. It's free to play. It's a 4v4 kind of mix between Fortnite, Overwatch, and like Counter-Strike. So you kind of play like Bomb, and there's another game mode that I can't remember what it is. I only played like an hour of it. Uh, but it's third person very much like Fortnite kind of over the back um, shooter Uh, but it has like a hero system sort of in the vein of overwatch and then in Mm. between each round um, you can buy upgrades kind of similar to counter-strike and it's got dr disrespect everywhere like that guy must have signed some sort of deal because, like, his little logo and, like, his name is everywhere. Like, there's a whole level that is just nothing. It's, like, the Dr. Disrespect level. In the so, game? Yes, in the game. Yeah. What? So he must have signed some sort of deal with them, and it seems like they're trying to make it into, like, a streaming game, obviously. Uh, I didn't care for what I played. It, mm. It's extremely broken. I uh, A member on our team, actually, he either quit or he got stuck and couldn't move. And the other team couldn't kill him. Like they were, they could get up to him, but they were hitting him and not. It wasn't registering. And they just sat there until the until the match ended, and then we won because he was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So it was. There was a lot of jank. Um, so I, I might play that a little bit once I can actually play with my friends. Um, with Cyberpunk being delayed, I think I'm going to pick up uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, that's coming out. I think November 9th. What's their plan with their upgrade? From from current gen to next gen? I think it's... Mm-hmm. Do you pay $10? No, I think it's part of smart delivery. Maybe not. Okay. Uh, maybe I should fact check that. It, it might be $10, actually. Um, I think there is an upgrade path, though. Uh, but I don't know what it is. Hmm. Um, they did announce... I saw Ubisoft announce that they're going to have some sort of, like, their own, like, save game transfer... So, like, if you oh. play on Xbox One and then want to, like, fire it up on your PC, you're going to be able to do that. Ooh. I can't remember what they called it, but 
Um, like you can pick up your save. I don't know if it has like a marketing term, but uh, that sounds pretty cool. Um, let's see what else. I'm still re- still reading Sword of Destiny, the Witcher book. Made a little farther through that. Obviously read the Batman comic and read through two volumes of the Cyberpunk Trauma Team comic. Hmm. Oh, that's so that's... A, um, yeah, that's... Uh, I was looking that up, and it's. I think the the graphic novel is supposed to launch in June or something. So there's only been two two issues of that released, right? Yeah, I think there's four total. Um, okay. And, and the obviously being new to comics, the two volumes that I read were super short, like they were twenty pages. That's typical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean they were super short, but it, it seemed kind of interesting. It's following like the. Um, kind of like trauma doctors that like help all the hurt people in <laughs> everyone you, which is, you which is in the pretty, game. yeah pretty interesting in a game like that so huh. yeah yeah what are you been up to i guess i guess you don't ever think about that side of it you know right, you're right. causing all yeah. this destruction it's just like man somebody's got to clean all this shit up at some point yeah. <laughs> like, <"Ugh." laughs> okay yeah what have i been up to uh warrior age of empires 3 playing Ra- rage 2 i uh, know i've been i'm gonna be playing those for probably the rest of the year along with paper mario i'm i play paper mario like an hour or two a week um so it's you know that'll be a slow going uh game i grabbed scourge bringer that is on that that is the video game ass video game name all right so let me break this down for you it is a 2d they're coming out with 2d games again rich a pixel art roguelite that is you're fighting through single screen rooms. Hmm. It's pretty wild. But the cool thing with this game though is it's very tight controls. You I'm I'm I've only played a couple hours of it. Um it's kind of like just, Dead Cells a little bit, maybe? In in a sense, yes. So it's it's kind of like Dead Cells. I've I've seen people uh, compare it to Celeste in a way, mm. and which is coming to Game Pass and is a fantastic game, and you should absolutely play Celeste if you find the time. Um, but it's it's the control kind of reminds me of Meat Boy in a way, where you you can clear a room in f- ten seconds, five seconds, sometimes. I mean, you are just if you spam like left bumper and square or X or whatever that button is, I mean, you can just dash around the screen and clear <laughs> it out within seconds. And when you clear a room, then a second batch of enemies come that are slightly stronger. But it's, you know, you're, you're it's just one of those, your numbers are going up a little bit. It's persistent. You're, uh, when you beat the, there's like a little mini boss. And so far, each time you beat the mini boss, I'm getting an emblem that allows me to upgrade myself through the skill tree, which is an actual tree, and it's pretty cool. Uh, but it's it's okay. Um, it's gotten you know great reviews. It's it's not doing much different than I'm I've played a lot of already. Uh, it's yeah. kind of leaning into that realm of video games. That's pretty. Uh, there's a lot of them um, and 
I want to try Hades, but this was just something that launched on Game Pass, and I was like, well, I'm paying for this. I might as well give it a shot. Um, it's it's fine. I don't know how you know how much I'll stick with it. It was in early access in February. It just kind of it just released last week, I think. And it's made by this company called Flying Oaks Games. Never heard of that company before. I didn't. I didn't see anything that stood out with their back catalog, but I think they've they've made a pretty good game. It's just it's kind of it's not bringing a whole lot new to me. So, hmm. um, that is all I've been playing. Uh, I started. I I bought Oathbringer, which is Brandon Sanderson's book for the Stormlight Archives. It's the third one. And then realized that there's a 2.5 out there I have to read. So I grabbed that. Oh. Uh, that book is called Edge Dancer. It's centered around like one of the side characters. But it's, I just think he's a fantastic author. And, and his books are highly entertaining. And, and this one seems to be that case as well. So that is really all I've been up to. Um, so let's talk about working out. <laughs> we have a lot of notes here <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. what what was your what was your routine like before this year honestly my routine probably hasn't changed a ton okay um i think my routine's more changed due to my family um okay. my, my oldest kid has started kindergarten so that's kind of changed like my morning routine of um, like what I how, like what time I have to get them to daycare and to school and things like that. I think when I was working from home, my my fitness routine was definitely different than normal because then I could just kind of I was already home. I could kind of get things set up and like during my lunch I could kind of work out, which is usually when I would do it. You know, now that I'm I'm back in the office now, that's a little mm-hmm. hard to, harder to do during like a lunch hour. You're um, full time back in the office. Yes. Yep. Yeah, well, we'll see how long that lasts. Um, my guess yeah. is probably not very long. Um, yeah, right. But, but yeah, my, my, my routine didn't change a ton. Um, but, you know, I'm guessing yours did quite a bit with as much yes. working from home as you're doing. Um, yes, I, yeah. Yeah, I I went to a gym for a, a while, um, but that's that's stopped. So yeah, now yeah, I'm actually, just trying to be more creative at home. Yeah, yeah. Like a, I think in January or February we signed up for the Y. Of course you did. Yeah, <laughs> perfect time. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, we've used it so much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do about that. It's actually open. I mean, there's people going there, but I don't know about. I don't know if I want to do that. Nope. Between school and daycare, I think I'm exposing myself to enough uh, right. sick people yep. at this point. Um. I'm going to kind of go through kind of my routine and kind of my background a little bit. So I'm pretty well-versed in fitness and training, uh, specifically for endurance sports. Um, So I ran cross-country and track in high school all the way through junior high and a few, probably for a few years during my college years. Um, and played basketball. So those, that was the three things, like the three sports that I, I was a three-sport athlete in high school. I was a jock, I guess, and a nerd. But, <laughs> um, so running, basically running was my sport. Um, 
you know, training all summer, training through, you know, two different seasons, playing basketball and basically my off season. Um, so I'm very familiar with like structured training and training, like what it takes to train like to a really high level. Um, uh, probably at my peak, like at 18 to 20 years old, I was running like a 430 mile, um, which is pretty fast. Not not like state, like high school fast or like D1 college fast, but pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty pretty high level of training. Um, and, and right now my 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 training is primarily around cycling, so I do a lot of cycling, uh, primarily road cycling. Uh, I'm thinking about dipping my toe in mountain biking, but that's a little scary to me because your risk of injury goes up pretty significantly there. Yeah. Um, and I like to like to ride and train. So, uh, and I'm older than I, pretty, a little bit older, you know, you're not going to recover from an injury very, very well (laughs) when you get into your thirties and forties. So, um, yeah, right now my, my training is purely cycling focused. So I typically ride between four to 10 hours a week. Uh, I do two strength workouts a week that are geared around cycling. So I focus on, um, like legs, core, not, not a ton of upper body, but some, um, most do you, do you of my, have, do you have weights? I don't actually, I do a lot of body weights. Okay. Uh, I have a, ke- a couple kettlebells. Um, I got a pull up bar. Like I, I, I have kind of the bare minimum, like in my home gym to do some of that. I have a, a friend of do mine. Do you have a, like the door frame? Pull no, bar? it's like in my basement, I have an area that's not finished. Oh, and nice. it, like, so I can put it like up. It's like up in the joists. Um, nice. Okay. So it's, it, I mean, it's, it works. But I have a sure. friend that lives like two miles from me that has like a full rogue fitness gym. Oh like man! A, like a huge six, seven thousand dollar like whole gym, like everything, like a rack, weights. Bellows, yeah, I follow uh, the hashtag weightlifting on uh, Instagram, and if it's not a booty pic, it's a picture of someone's garage gym, and it's just like, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he's a super nice gym. So sometimes I'll go there and, and, and work out with him. He's a cyclist too. Uh, yeah, my my primarily uh, sport is now is cycling. My knees and ankles are so bad at this point that I can't. I really can't run anymore uh, without you know aggravating something. Right now, I actually am dealing with a neck problem, like degenerative discs in my neck. So I'm sort of taking a couple of weeks off to try to deal with that and strengthen my neck up a little bit. But yeah, most of my training on the bike. I do indoors on a trainer. What do you, what do you have? So I have a Saris, I believe it's called an H2. So, so the, the Saris H2 is a bike trainer. So my road bike, the rear wheel attaches to this, uh, basically mechanism, the trainer, and you screw, um, you basically screw this bearing up where it contracts your rear wheel. And it like, it like smushes in your rear tire. And so when you pedal, it creates resistance and mine is a smart trainer. So it has, it can talk to my laptop or my phone. And so I can set up like a workout through trainer road or Zwift or, you know, any other app that'll actually control that trainer and make it harder or easier. So like I might do like 10 minutes at 300 Watts or like, a really hard like power level 
mm-hmm. and then it'll get easy for five minutes. And it does all that automatically based on an app that it controls. It's basically controlled from my phone on an app. So is, is that looking at your heart rate or are you manually controlling that stuff? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's all on the phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. yeah, like my phone hooks, my phone syncs up to the trainer, the thing that's attached to my rear wheel. And then uh, whether it's either Zwift or Trainer Road or the two that I use, Trainer Road is more structured workouts where it's like, okay, for 10 minutes, you're going to do 90% of your like threshold. Yeah. And yeah. That's why I was easy, asking. And it'll be hard and then it'll be easy and it'll be hard. Right. It, it does it all automatically. Um, and there's varying levels of those trainers. I have one of the cheaper smart trainers. Um, there's one that some that connect like directly to your uh, like cassette on your bike, which is the rear gearing. Um, those hmm. are a little more expensive. They're they can get up six seven hundred bucks. And my bike, wow. my bike is a giant. Um, that's my road bike. It's an entry level bike. It's about a seven hundred dollar bike. Uh, but I have a gravel bike. That's a carbon fiber Trek. It's a Trek Checkpoint um, SL one, I think. It's a, uh, it's a little more expensive. I think it was a couple thousand bucks, um, but it's a gravel bike. So it has wider front forks and wider rear forks so I can b- get bigger tires on it. So I can like do more like adventure biking, which is super cool. I really like. So could gravel, you not actually. do, uh, you were saying you want to do like mountain biking. You can't do that with that bike. I, I mean, I could, but not like super hardcore, like tree ruddy, rocky stuff. Okay. You need a lot bigger, you know, bike, that bike, my gravel bike doesn't have suspension. Like it, it has, it has some dampering built into the seat and the stem, but not, not like a full on mountain bike suspension. Like you'd want it for like a really single track, like, yeah, like mountain bike trail. Like you could you do some your really shit knees stuff. probably would not want that. No. Right? Yeah. No, that'd be <laughs> rough. Yeah. 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 yeah that's, that's, that's basically what I train for. Um, and, and I like it. That's, I mean, it's all endurance based. Like on the weekends, generally we'll, me and my friends will go out and we'll ride like three hours, three, four hours. Do like 60, anywhere from 50 to 60 miles. Um, yeah. So you post that stuff. What, what app are you using to track that? Cause I know there's a ton out there, but. So, so my tracking is all done through, um, I wear a heart rate strap from Wahoo. Wahoo is a big cycling company. Um, they make cycling computers and straps and sensors and all sorts of stuff. Where does um, that strap at? It straps around your chest. Like it literally oh, okay. straps like right under my man boobs. So, um, <laughs> so it straps like right on your sternum. Um, gotcha. and so it sits right there. It gets a really accurate, kind of the best place to get your heart rate. Uh, and, and that syncs up to my cycling computer, which is also a Wahoo. And then I have, um, a power meter which is something that's cycling specific. Uh, and the, my power meter is actually in my pedals. So the way that cyclists measure output is through power. So when you pedal a bike, you're creating energy and it's measured in watts. So like if I was riding down a hill and like pedaling really fast because there's really low resistance, the watts that I'm having to do to make the pedals turn over with my legs is going to be really low. Like it might be like a hundred watts because there's no resistance. Like I'm going downhill, but if I went uphill, it's going to be really hard to pedal uphill. And so the power that it takes for my legs to turn that over, turn the pedals over is going to be way higher. Mm -hmm. So I might do like 500 watts to go up a hill. 
And that's how I do all my training. So that's why I was talking about like it's like those apps, those training apps basically measure you and figure out like where your kind of threshold watts are for like an hour. And then it bases all that off, bases all your training off that number. It's called your FTP. So like at the end of my ride, I can see like how many watts I did, how many kilojoules, because that's all part of power measurement. Um, how many kilojoules I burned, which is calories. But like, I, yeah, I, I, it all it all connects together. Uh, that's a big cycling thing. Like cycling is very data oriented. Then you have like your you have your old school people who don't like any of that shit. They just want to get on the bike and just have yeah. like no computers, no technology or anything. <laughs> and like I'm way into the technology side of it and way into the data <laughs> side of it and like all the training and like metrics and all that stuff. Cause you can see like when you're getting faster, you can start pushing more watts. Like you'll look down and go, shit, I'm doing 200. And- you like seeing the numbers go up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're, you're seeing the numbers go up like on a weekly basis. You're like, man, last week I couldn't do 270 watts for five minutes. And now I just did 270 watts for 10 minutes and you know, it wasn't as hard. So you can, it's a good metric to like see yourself getting stronger and faster. Um, and it also gives you very accurate, um, calorie data, like how much work you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, which is something I was going to talk about a little bit later with the Apple Watch. But uh, why don't you go through like what your sort of uh, routine is? So it's 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 weird. Um, you know, I I went to the YMCA I, when I worked at the law firm. There was one just down the road, so that was something I routinely did on lunch. But now that we've been home, uh, I have a definitely not as fancy of a bike. It's a Schwinn 170. It's an upright bike. Uh, I just get on that and burn two or three hundred calories. I'm I'm not as motivated as you are to, uh, you know. Obviously, I'm trying to stay healthy, but I'm I'm not having the data like drive because really i'm just on kind of on the bike reading or maybe i'm watching something on my ipad and it's just like hey i can burn you know two or three hundred calories instead of just sitting on the couch i can sit on the bike and you know i'll just pick like one of the pre-built routines that are on there where it's like hey you're going up a mountain right now and it's like okay well this isn't that hard but um i think if I would recommend the bike for anyone that's looking into getting into something that's on the cheaper side and just see if it would be something that would be worth sticking to. Um, but it is definitely a cheap bike and you can feel the cheapness in it. But I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm not, again, I'm not looking to be super hardcore with it. Um, so that is something I'll do on lunch. I wake up pretty early and I've actually been playing uh, Ring Fit. I know I've talked about this on the show. I don't know how much I've talked about it, though. Uh, a decent amount. Okay. So uh, I finished the game, and I'm going through the campaign again. But what's cool about Ring Fit is it's it's I would equate it to something like doing a T25 video. So T25 is the... It's like the P90X or something along those lines. It's not as hardcore because you you still it's a video game and you still have moments where you're j- 
just standing, uh, either going through a menu or it's giving you communication or something. So like at that point, I'm trying to just like march in place or something, you know, trying to keep my heart rate up. But I like this game a lot because of the different things that it can throw at you. So I might run through a level and, uh, you know, uh, to open a treasure chest, you have to do squats or you're jumping around the level and you're doing squats while you're doing that as well. Um, then, uh, you'll get into a fight and maybe you're doing shoulder presses or something. So I thought the crazy thing about it was I was going to the gym and I'm still getting wore out with ring fit because you're really getting what you're putting into it. You're going to get out of it, but it's, it's targeting different muscles, which I thought was really cool. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for a plank, it's, you're not doing a whole lot of like stationary things. If you're, if they're having you squeeze the ring con, cause there's, I think there's 40 different exercises that they have with the ring con, which is, you know, the ring that one of your uh, joy cons slide into, and then you're wearing a, um, a leg strap. So for the leg strap, if you're doing like leg raises or something like that, it's able to track and it's pretty accurate. I think the, the sensors in the joy con are actually pretty good because it can detect raising my legs by two degrees. You know, my hair might be orange and I need it to be gold or something. And it's then that's the indicator be like, okay, now your legs are high enough. Now hold them here for five or six seconds and then lower them down. And the levels that you can choose. So your like fitness level, you can go anywhere from one to 30. And that's essentially how many reps you're going to do per each. And I will say they're wide squats, trying to do 30 of those doing a single squat is not hard, but in this game, you have to hold it. So you squat down and you hold it for about five to six seconds. And then you're back up and doing 30 of those it fucking kills your legs. Oh, yeah. So it's it's really cool that going through this game, I finished the campaign, uh, probably spent, I'll say, 35 hours on it. And I'm going through it again. It's just, it's harder. It's like a new game plus. But it's, it's cool that it's still wearing me out, which... I feel like I've gotten way more than my money's worth out of it. It's it's a it's a really cool thing. It helps wake me up. I'll drink coffee, read my news plus, or I might play a video game or something. And then I hop on Ring Fit for I don't know, probably thirty to forty minutes. Now, mm-hmm. your workout, your thirty to forty minute workout is a lot different than mine. Mine's a little more casual. I'm only burning, I'll say, roughly between two to three hundred calories a play session. But I'm not hitting it as hard as you are. And that's, you know, I, I could obviously work out harder, but it's still giving me a good enough workout. I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with it. It's definitely for people that are new to working out. So if you're someone that um, like was a big time gym goers or even I would say someone along your lines, you know, I think the strength part of it, you you would get a lot out of, but the endurance stuff, no, I don't, I think you would be way beyond that. Um, I still recommend the game to a lot of people and I've turned a couple of friends onto it and they, they really like it too. But yeah, it has 40 different exercises and it's got different mini games. I, I don't care for the mini games because I really just want to try to build a routine and there are modes that you can do that in. 
And so you can start stacking up. I have six ab exercises I want to do in a row. And then I'll do a couple leg exercises. And maybe I'll run a level or two. Um, that way I can I can build my uh, heart rate back up. And then mm-hmm. I'll get back into like the strength uh, training of it a little bit. Because again, if I'm... If I run for 30 minutes or I'm squeezing this ring con for 30 minutes, I'm going to burn a lot less calories playing ring fit, but it's still giving me a good workout. You know, I'm still working out my muscles and stuff. So the trying to burn calories, it's not going to be the greatest game for that, but it is a pretty good overall workout and I finished it and I'm going through it again. So I'm really just waiting for fitness plus at this point. Which I think right. would probably be a good transition because I know you wanted to talk about the Apple Watch. Um, yeah. But but yeah, so the the Apple is about to come out with Fitness Plus. It's supposed to re- release before the end of the year. And it's their take on uh, Peloton or Beachbody or something along those lines where they're going to be introducing new workouts every week. And I think they are investing a lot into the software side of it because it's going to be watching your rings. You know, the Apple Watch has three separate rings that you're trying to close throughout the day. And they're somehow going to tie together. I don't know how that's going to work. There's still not a ton of information out there. They're still showing that it's supposed to release before the end of the year. So I'm kind of will just continue to play Ring Fit until that comes out because I think I'll be able to get a better workout out of apple fitness plus but i'll be missing out on the gamification that i like about ring fit yeah right yeah yeah i i think i think the biggest thing overall with fitness is just building a habit and and, building and i think the apple watch does a really really good job with that because again it's got its own little gamification of it and like we challenge each other you know yeah. like and so um i i like that it's every time i look down at my watch i have my rings kind of staring at me and it's mm-hmm. like okay you need to and it'll it loves telling you to stand up or you know if you've sat down for an hour you haven't stood up for within this hour at like the 50 minute mark it'll tell you oh you should probably stand up and kind of walk around yep. a little bit and i yep. actually i like that stuff cuz it kind of pulls me in back into reality a little bit if i'm sitting and coding for too long or something right yeah i yeah, i would agree it being a new apple watch user but using a lot of fitness bands and uh devices over the last you know five to ten years it, it does do a pretty good job of that uh, yeah. building a habit and kind of showing your showing your daily progress and like giving you little medals and stuff if you like string together streaks and things like that it, it does a pretty good mm-hmm. job of that i think everything else it's it's not great i i think it i think it some of like overall data like having all your health like the health app i think is a pretty good app like having yes. all of that data in one place is 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 pretty cool, uh, but the the specifically like the tracking, like you were talking about, like the burning like a couple two hundred three hundred calories like on the exercise bike or like in Ring Fit, and they're like measuring that like with the Apple Watch, and so I was able to it's like going back to what I was talking about with cycling, uh, I did a couple of outdoor rides where I just rode for about an hour. And being that I have a power meter on my bike, I can as accurately measure how many calories I burned during that workout 
as possible with those pot with that power meter short of going to like a medical lab and them hooking me up to like all sorts of shit to measure my calories. Like it, yeah. it's, it's kind of the most accurate way to measure it because it's literally measuring how much work you're doing. Um, the Apple watch uses heart rate to do that. And while that's, it's not terrible, it gives you a pretty good idea. It's, but it generally overestimates calories somewhere between 30 and 40%. And the two outdoor workouts that I used, that I ran Apple watch separately. So I ran it on that watch, like did a track to fitness, uh, thing on there. And then, you know, tracked everything else separately on my bike, on my bike computer. I, I think it, it overestimated by like over 200 calories. Yeah. I watched it, which I was a little surprised by generally, generally fitness bands will try to kind of tone that down. Um, and, and like, you know, come up with like algorithms to, to sort of manage that a little bit better. Uh, I will say the actual heart rate data, like what my beats per minute were and like it kept up with the heart rate strap very well. Like the heart rate strap generally catches you know changes in heart rate um that happen quickly a little better than something on your wrist just because it's on your right. wrist uh you know there's not a lot you can do about that um so it did a pretty good job at that but yeah the calories burned is is pretty bogus and that's that's mostly because training with heart rate is really uh inaccurate uh, your, your heart rate can fluctuate. It obviously fluctuates wildly person to person. It yeah. can fluctuate wildly day to day. Um, if you drink alcohol before you work out or even within 24 hours of when you work out, your heart rate will be totally different than it would on a normal day. If you happen to be stressed, sick, uh, not get as much sleep, recovery, how much water you drink, how much water you don't drink. I mean your heart rate can be all over the place. And like, I have a really low resting heart rate. Like I think I've ran like the ECG on the Apple watch uh, numerous times. I think I've only gotten it to actually read twice because your heart rate has to be over 50. And my heart rate's usually about 45 to 48, like resting. Um, so, so like my, like my heart rate data would be way different than your heart rate data just out of pure differences mm-hmm. in, in just being humans. So it's, it's that, that's something that I always tell people like when they're, especially when they're trying to lose weight and they're trying to count calories. Um, if you're using an Apple watch or a Fitbit or any other device, that's going to measure your caloric burn based on your heart rate. You got to subtract about 30 to 40%. And that's probably yep. closer to where to probably where you're at. You know, and, and especially if you're using like my fitness pal to do that or something like that. Um, but yeah, yeah I so think it generally gives I've you done, a, I think it generally gives you a pretty good idea of where you are and more importantly creates a habit. You know, if, if exactly. you're working out more because you're wearing the Apple Watch, that's better. And being over the thirty to forty percent isn't as big of a deal. Um, I mean I lost what, forty I think I lost forty pounds two years ago by doing calorie tracking it's one of those things you just kind of figure out after tracking it really hard for about a month right your body just kind of adjusts and you kind of figure out this this is kind of how much i need to eat you know not overdo it what you need to be eating things like that um but but generally fitness pal for that yes yeah yeah 
yeah, and I, I do, I do like the Apple Watch kind of quite a bit um, for the for the tracking. It's really easy. You know, you just push the crown and and go. Uh, I think the, I do think the rings and like the challenges, um, on the fitness app are a little bogus. Uh, I had like multiple like when we were doing our challenges, like I had multiple like walks. Like my friends and I would like go on walks during lunch, and I would get done, and it just wouldn't track like my time because it couldn't quite pick up my heart rate. Like I don't know if it just. Like yeah, sitting on my wrist wrong or something. It's done that to my wife too. She's yeah. she's walked you know an, a mile and a half at the park and it didn't really pick up any of it. Right. So. And it's and like the way the rings work. Like if I were to go out and do like a three hour road ride and burn like two thousand calories and then exercise for three hours, like that would. I feel like it's really um, heavily weighted toward like time and calorie. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's not really a, I don't know. I, it just seems like it's kind of geared toward that. Like if you really wanted to like gamify that like challenge thing, like you could, I don't know. Right. I, I just, I was just like, man, like I, I could, like there was a couple, of, I went on like some, some longer rides, like while we were doing our challenges and I didn't track it. <laughs> Oh wow! Because and I, it didn't pick it up. What? And it didn't like pick it up that you were exercising. I just didn't wear it. I because I, oh. I, I think it will pick up automatically, won't it? Like yeah, it just, it's supposed to. Like once it starts seeing your heart going up, because right. you know I I like sometimes if I'm in the middle of working out and I sit down for a little bit uh, and I just forget to turn it off. It'll be like, hey, have you? Do you need to end your workout? So right. I think it's yeah. it is watching that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like my Whoop strap, the other strap that I had before I got the watch, it was really good about like you didn't have to start anything; it would just pick it up and it just recorded everything automatically, which was actually pretty nice. Um, but no, I like I felt bad because I'm like, man, I'm gonna go out and ride for three hours and just basically do the amount of work you would do in like two or three days <laughs> yeah. in one day, but it does cap you out at 600 points a day. Yes, it does. So that's that kind of, but I, I mean, I would, I would cap out in like an hour and a half or something, but I was like, I don't want to do that. Cause then it's like, that's funny. That's being like kind of mean and not really fair. <laughs> um, and, and not that like, could you imagine how butthurt I'd get? Well, no, it's just, but just like, I'm a, even if I went out and did an easy three hour ride for me, where I'm, my heart rate probably doesn't get above like 150 beats a minute mm-hmm. or maybe like 140, 140, 150. That's a pretty easy ride. It's just because I rode for a long time. Right. Like, you know, like you could do two strength workouts in a, in like a mixed cardio and actually like maybe work out harder, but because I went longer. Yeah. You know I'd still I mean? be like under it, you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. Like it just seems sort of geared the way with the way the rings are uh, calculated. So I've heard, I've seen uh, some people have write up, you know, exactly what you're talking about with the Apple watch. And they say the best that it does tracking wise is walking and running. It's built for that. Right. So when you start trying to add in, yeah. So when you start trying to add in all this other stuff, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm running for, two minutes and then I'm going to squeeze this ring con for a while and squeeze it against my gut and do leg raises and stuff. It just, you're just confusing the hell out of it, you know? So it's, it's That's, then it's just kind of like, I'm just going to tick this number up. You know, it's, it's trying to do some reading, 
But for the most part, it's not going to be that accurate. So at the end of the yeah. day, you know, I still yeah. track my calories through my fitness pal. And so at the end of the day, I know that I'm off, give or take 200 calories. Right, right. So basically, I just try to eat, you know, 2,000 calories a day. And I try to burn anywhere from four to 500 calories a day. That's that's right. basically what my goal is. And, I, and anyone that does that, you're going to lose weight. Yeah. You just oh, yeah. got to put yourself in a calorie deficit and then you'll be fine. Right. Right. And um, it's actually funny that you mentioned that because, uh, actually this, you should try this. I, I actually jump rope usually once a week. Um, I just get on YouTube and look up like jump rope, like workouts and they'll be anywhere from like 20 to 30 minutes long. That will kick your ass. Oh my God. I did it for 10 minutes the other day because uh, I, I kept getting alerts that you were jump rope and I was just like, fuck, yeah. I'll, I've got a jump rope. I'll get on yeah, a that, jump rope for a little bit. That'll kick your ass. And it was I funny. did it for eight minutes and it yeah. said I burned like a hundred and something calories, <laughs> but I was like, wore the fuck out. Yeah, I dude. was like, wow. My my uh, calves were burning the next day. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like Rocky with the jump rope now. Um See, if I could just focus on doing stuff like that and doing, um, like working more with my pull-up bar, man, that, yeah. that's, that's like all you really need to do, you know, oh, get yeah, on the bike, yeah. do that stuff and just introduce that and you would be fine. Yeah. But when I went and like started a jump rope activity on the Apple watch, like I went and found like the jump rope activity and started it. It's like, Hey bro, we don't really know how to track this. So we're just going to yes. track it like a walk. Right. I was like, well, that's bullshit. Right. Because <laughs> I'm about ready to do a 30 minute jump rope workout. And yeah. Fucking I'm about ready destroyed. to jump a thousand times. Okay. That's right. a little different than, <laughs> yeah. than walking. Yeah. 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 No, they, once you start adding additional workouts like that, they all say that. They'll be yeah. like, it'll, I'm going to equate it to this or that or right. something. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I did, I did fall into the trap of buying some bands. I bought some exercise bands. Yeah. And um, they're okay. They do damage your door frames, which is kind of annoying. Yeah, um, man. You got to, yeah, I have a place in my base because my whole workout area is in my basement. So I can kind of do whatever I want down here as far as like the walls. Right. So like I have like a, like a hook set up that I can hook those things up to. I do have some of those. I don't use them a ton, um, but they're, they're okay. They have their place. Yeah, I think I'll use them more once I start using Apple Plus because, yeah. or I'm sorry, Apple Fitness Plus. There's yeah. so many freaking plus. <laughs> now, now you were brought up Ubisoft earlier. And I think Ubisoft Plus is coming out soon. Mm. I think it's Ubisoft or one of them. One of those companies is coming out with another one. So, anywho, uh, anything else you want to talk about working out wise? No, I, I, th- I think. Do you think I you'll think check out the fitness stuff when it comes out? The Fitness Plus. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. And, and, you know, if, if someone happens to be listening, the one person that listens to this, um, and you want to get into working out, you should definitely go talk to your doctor. If you haven't worked out in a long time, Absolutely. you should go see your physician and have, like, blood work done. because Yeah, we are not doctors. Uh, no, no. And then no. if you're going to do something like heavy cardio and put a lot of stress on your heart, uh, you should go and do that first. Um, yeah. And do, please, God, please. As a former runner, don't go out and start running on the freaking road or start running on the sidewalk. That's the <laughs> worst thing you can do for your ankles and knees, especially if you're, you know, over 30. I see so many people running down the road where I can, I just know that it's like 
they just decided this morning they're going to get up and go for a run for the first <laughs> time in 10 years, and it's just painful. And yep. you know, I'm, I'm just looking at them like they're not going to be able to move tomorrow. And then hey, they're going to quit there. running, and then they're not going to do anything. So find something yep. low impact like a bike. Um, do you know calisthenics? Jump roping's not too bad if you have a if you have like a carpet or something soft you can put under your feet. Um, get good shoes. Don't wear your old crappy shoes. Yeah, just be be smart about it. That way you don't get injured and then not want to work out anymore. So I have a <clears throat> funny story to tell real quick. Uh, signed up for a 5K through the job I was working at at the time. They were sponsoring a 5K. So I was like, okay, you know what? I, I haven't ran in a while, so I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to train for this, which running a 5k to me would be, that's, that's tough. I've never been a runner. Uh, so it was like, I did the couch to 5k app. Um, but I know it's just one of those things where it's in your head. So I was at the gym and couldn't run a mile. I threw like a playlist on and I ran a 5k. And so, and it's just cause I wasn't paying attention. You know, I just mm-hmm. was in the oh, groove yeah. of things. And so it's that all that shit's in your head. But anyway, Get to the 5K, it's uh, December, you know, I post a picture of myself with like snot on my beard and stuff because it was just a super cold morning, it's 20 degrees outside, so okay, I've, you know, I'm going to bust out this 5K and I'm going to go play board games, it's going to be a great Saturday. Um, <laughs> tracking it with my watch and I'm about three and a half miles into this 5K and... 5K is only kinda, three miles. Yeah, you're right. So <laughs> I'm just running with these people next to me and I'm just like, can see, cause it's through the woods and I can see people like way down the hill that are still running in front of me. And I'm like, what the fuck? turns out it was a five mile run. <laughs> uh, it's the, it was the Turkey five M not the five K that uh, I signed up for. Uh-oh. And that thing, that, that thing just kicked my ass. It was like the, barely being able to breathe outside and the fact that i've never ran five miles in my life yeah. uh that was uh that was a very intense morning for me. So <laughs> that's yeah that's pretty good the stupid idiot was getting you know get the m and k confused so <laughs> uh okay well that's i think that's all i've got to talk about with that um gotta get back in nerd mode here yeah let's talk, let's talk about, about batman batman, batman. Okay, so this is probably one of your first graphic novels you've gotten through. I, I couldn't even tell you the difference between a comic and a graphic novel. I was getting confused while reading this. Okay. Whether or not All this right. was a comic or a graphic novel. Okay, sure. Yeah. So we read Batman The Long Halloween. Uh, this was written by Jeff Loeb. And uh, it was 1996 to 1997. So it was a 13-issue run. Uh, art by Tim Sale, I better say that. So, there's a lot. Oh, we are going to spoil the shit out of this book. Okay, so yeah, yeah. just just FYI, we're, we're about to reveal the, <laughs> the holiday killer. So, um, I, I read this book probably, uh, I'll say probably four or five years ago, and I really liked it. I think it's probably one of my favorite books. Batman graphic novels I've read. There's a ton out there and there's a lot of really, really good ones. Batman just has such a great lore of characters to kind of pull from. And this, this novel 
kind of pulls from everything. Yes. There's a lot of villains in it. There's the Maroni and the Falcone families, which as I well, while I was reading it for a second time, I was still confused about all the different family members that are feuding with each other. Um, and so this book just kind of centers around this holiday killer. So uh, Calendar Man, which I've never fucking heard of before I read this really? book. I no, I, I didn't know who Calendar Man was. He may have been in a... Maybe he was in an Arkham game. He was. Okay. Yeah. So um, that may have been the first time I've heard of him, but I didn't know any origin about him or anything. So this was, I think this was the first uh, graphic novel I read with him in it. But anyway, so he's locked up. He t- seems to know like who this holiday killer is. So there's this killer out there that's killing everybody on a separate holiday. Now, although this book is called The Long Halloween, it there's only two chapters that takes place during Halloween. So the rest, so each each different um, chapter is is a different holiday that it's going through. And so it's this whole mystery of you've got the Maroni and the Falcone families that are feuding with each other. Uh, they have their take on Harvey Dent becoming Two Face. Uh, that was pretty interesting. I thought. Um, mm-hmm. They've got a really cool twist at the end, which I'm sure we'll dive into. Uh, overall, I thought this book was really good. Um, it's I loved the artwork of it. I loved this era of artwork. I even today, I think you know, graphic levels they look really good, but they're definitely digitized. And I think this still had that feel of of being you know pen and paper, and it was it just looked really good. I loved Poison Ivy's look. I loved Scarecrow's look. I mean, it, it has a ton of villains in it. And I just thought, uh, I, Harvey Dent, I think his Two-Face look was really cool too. And I think um, the Dark Knight pulls a lot from this book, yes, uh, especially sure. the I Believe in Harvey Dent, which yes. Gilda sang uh, at the end there. So, and we'll get into that in a minute, but overall, it's a great book. What were your thoughts on it? I, I really liked it. Um, I was it was not at all what I was expecting. Um, I was expecting a lot of like blams and womps and oh, things shit, of that no. nature. Like having nope. not read very many comics, um, basically none. Uh, so it, it was a pretty interesting as I got through like the first few volumes. Um, I, I think I was a little. Like with you, I think there was so many characters and so many villains. Yeah. Um, but then I kind of had to realize this came out in a bunch of volumes. So like reading it this way is probably not like definitely not how you would have read it when it you know came out. So like no. I could see the appeal of each volume kind of focusing on a different holiday and a different uh, villain. Yeah, you you would get an issue and probably read that thing two or three times because you can read it in fifteen minutes. You know, right, it's it's right. super fast. Right, right. But no, it, it was it was really good. Like you said, the artwork was really good. I really liked how they used Batman's cape or like how they drew Batman's cape. It was all like kind of crazy, like almost like mm-hmm. ethereal in a way. Um, yes, I, I really liked that. Um, I, I did think the Harvey the Harvey Dent thing with with him with the, you know their take on him becoming Two Face was a little knowing that going in like okay this is gonna happen like uh, was a little a little different but not knowing how it's gonna happen was 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 sort of cool um, and in all the different you know holidays with you know it's Mother's Day so that has a very real 
effect on Batman, obviously Father's Day, um, you know, kind of kind of breaking down these holidays for these different characters and like how they affect these characters. Um, like mother, like again, Mother's Day, like Harvey Dent and, and his wife are trying to like have a baby mm-hmm. and like start a family and like all, you know, it, yeah, it is a really good book, a really good premise. Um, I liked it quite a bit. I, I did, I did actually guess the twist. Oh, um, really? Pretty early on. Um, when with Cal- Gilda yes. or with Carmine? Yeah, with Gilda. Or I mean, Alberto, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Okay. I actually did not. I did not catch Alberto. Um, I, I probably should have because it was in the first book. I think in the first volume, he's he's kind of in it the most. Um, yeah, and and it's kind of alluded to that he's kind of a shady little character. Yeah, he um, dies. Techni- well, he fake dies on New Year's Eve, right? And then comes yeah. back. So yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I I did guess Gilda because Calendar Man kept saying it was a she. So like when Batman and Jim and Harvey were talking to Calendar, Calendar Man, he's like, "Have you caught her yet?" And I'm, right. They're being very deliberate about him saying her over and over again through all mm-hmm. these volumes. And so I started kind of thinking about it, like while I wasn't reading the book, and like, okay, if anybody like killing these crime families, like it's it's got to be her. Like there's no one else it would be. Um. So that was I, I think I think the premise there was to maybe think it was like Catwoman, uh, who's in this book a lot. Yeah. Um, no, I really liked it. I'm, I'm actually really excited to read more. There's a sequel called The Dark Victory. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty, and it like picks up right where the la- where, where this book left off. Um, so I'm pretty pretty excited about that. But it it definitely does. Yeah, The Dark Knight and that trilogy from Christopher Nolan definitely pulled from the this book specifically like a lot. Because there's a lot of conversation about um, basically like would all these things be happening and would these crime syndicates be here and would these crazy psychos be here, all these villains be here if Batman wasn't here? Like is he the is he's the reason this is all happening? You know, because he's here, they're here. Kind of like the Dark Knight with Heath, Ledger, Heath Ledger's Joker. Like, you yeah. know, I, I'm here because you're here because we're all right. crazy. Um, so it, it definitely did pull from, from this book quite a bit, but I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good, good read. Yeah. I, again, uh, the artwork was, was fantastic. Um, so I'm hoping the dark victory, uh, Batman dark victory kind of, uh, continues that same, I, I'm sure it's got the same artist if it's, you know, kind of the sequel to it. But, uh, so Gilda was, that was strange to me. I, I did not pick up on that. Uh, and so I looked up, I was wondering if she ends up being like a pretty big character in any of the other books and it doesn't seem like it. So I think it's kind of cool that she kind of got her spotlight here. Um, but she seems like she's, she's a very minor character in the whole arc of things. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool that they ended up using her here. Um, Man, what else? Oh, so do you watch any of the DC um, cartoon movies? So I watched um, some of one of the Batman episodes, uh, Batman TV shows. I I can't remember which one it is. It's the one where there's a younger, a younger like teenage kid that's Batman, and and Bruce Wayne is basically an old guy, and he's kind of playing the Alfred role. 
I don't remember what the name of it is, but I liked that uh. series quite a bit. Huh. Um, I'll have to look that up and and see what that series is called. But so their their movies that they've been pumping out over the past several years have been pretty pretty good. I'm not, they're not stellar, but they're you know if they're remaking one of the comics, they're they they're pretty good. So they've done the Dark Knight, they've done uh, Batman Year One. Batman Year One is a is a really cool comic. Um, and they're they're actually going to be making Batman the ha- the Long Halloween into a two part movie that comes out next year, like an animated uh, so, movie. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. So so that'll be that'll definitely be cool. I'll have to check that out. Uh, I, I think it is just going to be based on the Long Halloween. I don't know if they're going to pull in Dark Victory. I didn't see that in the notes anyway or in the news article, but but yeah. So. Uh, there's, uh, like I said, there's a ton of Batman out there and the, if you, if you start getting into like the new 52, which is that, uh, probably a decade ago when they turned that around for like basically relaunching a ton of comics, right? The, they're violent as fuck rich. I mean, (laughs) uh, the, I started reading detective comics and the Joker in the first issue just straight up rips his face off and, oh and like, like tacks it to the wall. And so my son who loves Lego Batman, as I'm reading these Batman comics, he's like, Oh dad, you should read that to me. And I'm like, no, uh, I, no. I really can't. Cause <laughs> this is not, you know, uh, Zach Galifianakis as the Joker. This is, right. this is very crazy adult stuff. So, that's why I laugh when you were looking for the, you know, the Kung Pao uh, stuff because <laughs> they're just not. They are really geared more towards adults, which is, which is cool. Uh, there's there's so many out there. Um, I will say if if you really liked it, the Court of Owls uh, is they're they're making a uh, the one of the Batman games that they're coming out with. I think they have two, even though the one that I'm thinking of, Batman's not even in it. It's where you can play like four different characters. Yeah, um, yeah. That that one is going to be pulling from the Court of Owls, which is a pretty good run of that. I think Isn't the like, new it, movie also going to have some of that? Uh, which one? <laughs> the the one with uh, Twilight guy Robert Pattinson. Oh, you know. So I think I, I thought in the trailer there was like a reference to that Court of Owls time like storyline. But Man, I don't know enough I, about it. See, I think the villain they're going with is the. Um, I thought it was the Riddler, yeah, but the that's not. That's not. Too. Yeah, that's not saying that they they can't also pull the Court of Owls, but. Uh, yeah, maybe it's the game. Maybe I'm thinking of the game. I can't. Yeah, remember they. Anymore. the The game is definitely going to be pulling from that. They've they've kind of they've teased that for close to a year now. Uh, that they would that they'd be pulling from that storyline. And so the the new fifty two launched with that, and I think that was Scott Snyder who wrote those. Uh, pretty good run, and then I thought the Joker run after that was terrible. It I just did not care for. I f- com- completely fell off that series. But there's just there's a ton of good Batman graphic novels out there. So if you need suggestions, so I'll, what did you read it on? Let me know. So I read it on my iPad. So I uh, I have two different apps that I'm connected to the library, and my library just s- stacks on stacks on stacks of graphic novels. So 
the app I used is called Hoopla. Uh, it's H-O-O-P-L-A and just connect it to the library. And the the book selection is lacking. The uh, audiobook selection is pretty lacking. They might get the occasional new thing in there, but for the most part, it's kind of older stuff. Yeah. But their, their graphic novel selection is pretty stellar. I, I was looking for the cyberpunk... Um, to see if they've had that on there yet, and it, it actually surprised me that they didn't. But there's there's a ton of stuff on there. Um, so you, if you have a library card, you can just create an account on there and hook all that up, and there's a there'll be a ton of stuff for you to to read. But huh. I use that in Libby. Um, Libby has it used to be called something else, uh, but it's called Libby now. Uh, Overdrive, I think. But. Uh, they switched it to Libby, and so they they get a ton of like new books on there. So, right, I'll you know I'll I've just I'll be put on a waiting list for four or five different books, and in the meantime, I'll be reading my Brandon Sanderson stuff. So, yeah, looks so really good this, on an iPad. Uh, yeah, yeah, I read this whole thing on my phone. <laughs> so, does it do the thing where you can click into a cell and it expands the whole cell on your phone and then you're just kind of flicking through it that way? Yeah, yeah. So, this book okay. was actually on Kindle for free. Um, it's part of like Prime, Kindle Prime, whatever that service is. Batman the Long Halloween? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Cool. Yeah, it was part of it. You got it for free on Comixology, and, uh, which is an app that Amazon owns for comics, and the Kindle app. Um, but you had to be a Prime member, so I got it for free. Um, but the Kindle app, yeah, if you double click on the book, it'll like go into it. It's called I think it's called Guided View. Yes, um, that sounds and right. It, you just it, instead of page turning, it just jumps from cell to cell, and then it'll like zoom out. It does a really good job. Um, mm-hmm. So I could just be like, uh, like at night, be kind of laying down with my kids while they're kind of getting ready for bed, and just kind of you know burn through that sucker. Yeah, reading um, your murder mystery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I liked it. I liked it reading it on there quite a bit. Um, yeah. I, I didn't actually read any on my iPad, um, but I, I might actually for the Dark Victory to maybe see it a little differently. But uh, do you have any like interest in like collecting some of these like hard copies that you like really enjoy? So I don't. The only thing I'm, I collect anymore are board games, and that's because. That's really the only way to play those. So I play, uh, I actually meet up with a group on a weekly basis and we play board games together. And so that's about the only thing I collect. I don't, I'm not, I'm barely even buying video games anymore at this point, just with Game Pass. I'm just kind of letting that feed me uh, with new content. But no, I, I'll buy stuff on my Kindle. I love, I really enjoy reading. I have a Paperwhite. Uh, I really like reading on that thing. And even the few times that I've went to the library and picked up a book, I kind of just wish I would have just bought it on Kindle. Yeah, I can't. Um, I can't read like actual books anymore. I'm so picky about the font and like the size of the text. No, I'm the same. Yeah, way. book I gotta, early. I gotta be on the Kindle. But <laughs> yeah, the comic yeah, is just, a different thing. Like I feel like the comic that that's something I could see myself like buying ones that I actually. Liked yeah, and then like that'd be a cool thing to like hand off to a kid at some right, point. Right. But yeah. So yeah, I'd I no no interest in that. 
Um, I, I do kind of have an interest to possibly sign up for like a comiXology or the DC, the, the DC version or whatever. Yeah. But my problem is, is I would have to end up getting multiple subscription services because I don't want to just be tied to something. It's like the same reason why I have Hulu and Disney and Apple and right. Right. You know, all that stuff. So there's too many subscription services. You know? <laughs> Some would argue um, there's not enough. Oh, geez. Um, so that's, what are we going to read next? I don't know. I, I think I was supposed to come up with a book, but I haven't yet. I wanted to do some research on okay. the next comic slash graphic novel. All right. Um, so I'll try to have that ready next week. And yes. We can, we can burn through whatever that is. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I want to continue to do this. I think this is uh it's a good idea. And again, we it's in the it's in the uh podcast art, so probably a good idea if we try to start talking about comics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's I think that's it. That's the show. All right, cool. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Let me scroll up to the opener that I was supposed to open with and I didn't. Um, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you can send that to emails with an S at bitpunch.tech. You can follow us on Twitter at bitpunch and check out our site at bitpunch.tech. Uh, that is it. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at mouse64mau64 and Rich is at forerunner. IV nope, 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 runner. Nope. Stop. That's his Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty, well, thank you, Rich. Thank you. We will be back next week. 